Welcome to the Magical Elections podcast about the intersection of astrology and magic. My name is Nina Griffin, and I am a traditional astrologer and magician. This podcast is where I discuss astrological magic, favorable magical elections, and host an informal exploration of the traditional magical arts. You can find previous episodes on your favorite podcasting platform, such as the Apple Podcasting app, or my personal favorite, the free Overcast app. You can visit my website at ninagriffin.com to read astrological articles, find past episodes, and learn more about magical elections. So what are magical elections? Many historic magical texts suggest that magical results are enhanced by astrologically electing the moment when the desired magical energies are at their height and performing the magical ritual at that time. In my experience, this is very much the case, but most astrologers are not magicians and most magicians are not astrologers. This is where I come in. Every month, I select a few auspicious dates and times and also recommend traditional materials to use for maximum magical potency, the names of the angels and spirits that should be invoked, and the magical images associated with each talisman. I also include suggestions for further reading and learning, and a magical lesson on a different topic each month. This is all included in the monthly Magical Elections PDF, which you can buy at ninagriffin.com for $15. US so first, a couple of announcements. I will be teaching a comprehensive weekend workshop and a evening talk in Beijing, China, in September 2019, that will be September 20th through the 22nd, on Magical Elections if you're interested and in the area. You can find out more on my website. In addition to a lecture, we will also make a talisman together in class. I'm really looking forward to this. And you can find out more via, of course, the ninagriffin.com website, as well as my newsletters. I am also planning a five-week certificate class in magical elections for Kepler College this fall. And the beauty of the course is that it'll be online, so you can take it from wherever in the world you might be. Today, we will discuss the contents of the July issue of Magical Elections, and we will also discuss my plans for the 10th Lunar Mansion ritual and that's coming up in July. And finally, we'll talk about the concept of unintended consequences when making talismans. So the July issue of the Magical Elections newsletter PDF is now available at ninagriffin.com, and it is 23 pages this month. I found seven elections for July. We do get a wonderful election for the Sun in Leo, which of course comes around only for one month a year. And it's the sun's domicile, so the sun gets extremely powerful when he enters Leo. And it's a good talisman if you want to strengthen the solar influences in your life, such as vitality, fame, advancement, and help from powerful people. So obviously, it's a very good career talisman. We also have two fixed star rituals. One is Capella, for honors and authority. And one is Al-Qaid, which is for protection, travel, and successful hunting. We also have four lunar mansion rituals this month. The seventh lunar mansion, which is for increase, profit, safe travel, and advancement. That one covers a lot of ground. The eleventh lunar mansion for career advancement and success, as well as charisma. The seventeenth lunar mansion, which is for protection and lasting love. And finally, the last twenty-eighth lunar mansion, which is for increase of stock, uh, safe travel, harmonious relationships, and for good fishing. And as always, there's also a magical lesson. This month, the lesson is a discussion of the required types of self-purification and cleansing that are traditional and that will contribute to much 
So here are my plans for the 10th Lunar Mansion ritual in July. Let me tell you a little bit about this 10th Lunar Mansion. It's called Al-Jabha in Arabic, which means the forehead. Now, this is the forehead of the Arabic super constellation of the lion, which was much larger than today's Leo constellation. It took up several current constellations. The mansion starts at 25 degrees, 42 minutes of Cancer, and ends at 8 degrees and 34 minutes of Leo. One of this mansion's key benefits is vitality and healing. And the person who first mentioned the health benefits of this mansion to me was Ryan Butler, who's told me about the good results that he got from it, and I finally have an opportunity to try it. Yay? So a few weeks ago, in celebration of the Mars-Saturn opposition, I accidentally, not on purpose, twisted my ankle. And I used modern as well as complementary medicine to get better, and it's improved a great deal, but it can be a slow healing process, and I wanted to make sure that I did everything possible to get good long-term results and avoid any permanent uh, damage or issues with my ankle. So as I explained in earlier episodes, I generally don't recommend elections or talismans unless I'm very confident of their results and ideally have tried them myself. So in July, I'll be doing a 10th mansion talisman, and if things go well, I'll add it to future issues of the Magical Elections PDF whenever that lunar mansion looks especially worthy of your notice. So in my location, which is Los Angeles, California, the moon will be in the 10th lunar mansion from around 1.15 p.m. on July 3rd until 10.21 a.m. on Thursday, July 4th. So I'll be looking for a more exact electional moment that highlights the moon at this time. The additional challenge that I'll have is that during this time period, I'll be on a silent retreat in a remote monastery. So audible chanting of spirit names and the like is going to be right out of the question. On the other hand, I'm thinking that magical robes might not get a second look in this setting. As always, my experience with lunar mansions has been that it's important to recharge them every month when the moon is in that mansion again, because the results with lunar mansions are very cumulative, and there is something cyclical, as you can imagine, about the moon's travel that really jibes well with the lunar mansion rituals. So I'll keep you posted, and I will talk about how the ritual went, what I did, and any preliminary results in the next episode. I think it's going to be a good experiment too, because because I'll be traveling, I won't be able to kind of have the full-on ritual that I would in my own home. So it'll be interesting to see whether my pared-down ritual is still going to be effective in creating a helpful uh, healing talisman. Next, I wanted to talk about the concept of unintended consequences, or can a good intention create bad results? One of the fears that people often tell me about when they're new to magical astrology is that a talisman would have unintended negative consequences. I certainly had those concerns myself when I was learning about magic. Um, After all, this isn't just limited to astrological magic, but whenever we work with unseen forces. If you think about the depiction of magic in a popular setting, it's the sorcerer's apprentice story, which by the way occurs in a very wide variety of cultures. The story is that a nosy magician's assistant gets into a boss's spellbooks, starts reading out loud a magic incantation without really understanding what he or she is doing, with hilarious and unintended results. In the oldest written version of this story, which is in a 2nd century collection by Lucian called The Lover of Lies, the apprentice who is named Eucrates magically animates a pestle and orders it to carry water. Now, the pestle starts carrying water like crazy and begins flooding the house. He doesn't know what to do, so he cuts the pestle in half with an axe, but all he accomplishes is that there are now two servants carrying water and twice as fast filling the house with it. 
Finally, the magician comes home to a scene of devastation and has to say a counterspell to stop the damage and clean up. In the case of Eucrates, the magician departs forever, leaving the unworthy Eucrates behind. Some version of this can happen in real life, although, in my opinion, astrological magic gives you considerably more control over the results than just doing magic that isn't astrologically timed, and this is one reason I like timing my magical rituals astrologically. If you have a well-selected magical election, you've reduced your risk dramatically because the chart is a kind of x-ray showing all the influences operating at the time of your ritual that could impact your results for good or ill. If you're not timing your ritual astrologically, you kind of just have to do it on faith. One example is the recent Mars-Saturn opposition. Now, this opposition was in effect for several weeks or even longer, depending on the orb between the two planets that you might use. So any election during this period would have had Mars and Saturn in opposition, potentially causing problems. There was a great example of this in late May, specifically May 27, 2019, when there was a perfect Venus in Taurus election with a moon in Pisces exactly sextile Venus, which is really kind of the platonic ideal of a Venus election. However, in my location at least, if you put Venus on the ascendant, you had Saturn right there on the midheaven. Now, if you are an inexperienced astrologer, you might not have noticed Saturn's presence on the midheaven, but it would very much have made its presence known in any talisman that you created at that time. Now, in this case, we could have had our cake and eat it too, because we could wait until Saturn had passed at least five degrees beyond the midheaven into the cadent ninth house from which he could do little harm. Planets on the midheaven have great power to act, whereas cadent planets have far less power. And this is the adjustment that I made in the Magical Elections newsletter. I recommended this election, but made sure that I only gave the beginning start time of the election after Saturn had passed into the cadent ninth house. It's things like this that can be a bit of a fly in the ointment when doing your magical elections, and that require a certain amount of experience to notice and modify. Now, what can you do to minimize the risk of unwanted magical effects when astrologically timing your elections? Number one, check your astrological election for any unwanted afflictions. The better an astrologer that you grow into, the more sure of yourself and your results you can be. This is where the magical elections PDF can be helpful, because if a trusted astrologer helps with your chart, that will give you peace of mind as to your results. The classic affliction, although it's certainly not the only one, is hard aspects from your chosen planet or the moon to Mars or Saturn, but there are lots of other considerations. For example, I tend to be very wary of combustion, which is when the planet that we are using, so Venus, for example, uh, is within 8 degrees of the Sun. The second thing you can do to avoid unintended consequences is to avoid malefic talismans until you become more proficient at astrology. When I say malefic talismans, they come in two major categories— One is a planetary talisman that involves the malefic planets, Saturn or Mars, and in general you only want to work with these two planets when they are highly dignified so that they are in a good mood. I discussed this in the second episode of this podcast if you want more detail. The other way that a talisman can be malefic is when you have a destructive or negative purpose. This can range from pest control to the destruction of cities. I should add that I don't believe there is a vengeful god waiting to pay you back for your harmful magic but I do subscribe to what John Michael Greer calls the apricot jam theory of magic. As with apricot jam, you can't do magic of any kind without getting some of it on you. 
This is because the body, mind, and soul are the magician's instrument that bridge the gap between our world and that of the spirit. So, negative consequences of harmful rituals are not so much karmic payback as just the natural hazards of working with potentially toxic energies. Now, the third way that you can help avoid unintended results is to really give thought to your petition. That is the goal that you will state out loud during your ritual and making it as clear and tight and foolproof and simple as you can. Be constructive and be very specific. With these three rules, you really can't go far astray. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Magical Elections. My name is Nina Griffin, and I always welcome your comments and questions. You can reach me at ninagriffin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I hope you have a magical July.